Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm privileged to welcome a Marine Corps combat veteran turned professional speaker, author, Dr. Travis Hearn from Colorado, USA. Travis, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ashutosh. It's a it's a privilege to be here. This is uh, this is something I've been looking forward to for the past couple of weeks. Thank you, Dr. Hearn is the founder and chief executive officer of Titanium Leadership Coaching and Consulting. He's an author, and all of you know I'm always very partial to authors. He's an author of a book titled Hybrid: A Guide to Successfully Leading On-Site and Remote Teams. He's also the co-founder of the Buffalo Leadership Academy, and as I mentioned in my introduction earlier, he's a Marine Corps combat veteran. So, Travis, before we start talking about coaching and your book, tell me a little bit about your own journey. Yeah, so I grew up in a very, very small town in northern New Mexico that no one has ever heard of. And um, it was called Taos, New Mexico. So if anybody out there has ever heard of it, I will give you a pat on the back because not Mm -hmm. many people have. Mm -hmm. Um, But opportunities were slim uh, back then to to be able to go out and do things. And I I, kind of broke broke the mold a little bit. And I actually made it to college. I made it to... Uh, to grad school and then into the Marine Corps um, mm. um, and spent nine years in the Marine Corps um, back and forth from Iraq and Afghanistan. I was in Iraq in 2008 and 2009, wow. Afghanistan in 2010. And really, that's where I really developed this taste for what leadership really is. Mm. I saw some of the best of the best leadership and I saw honestly some of the some of some pretty some leadership that had some opportunity. Let's just mm. say that. And so that really drove my passion for figuring out how to lead. And, mm. and I saw how successful leaders really help change people's lives. Mm-hmm. They be they made people better. They made themselves better. Hmm. So I dug into this leadership thing and I started studying and I found a program at the University of Southern California here, USC, um, that was a, literally a doctoral degree in organizational change in leadership. And I was like, wow. man, that's 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 me. I love that. That's that's hmm. what I have to do. Hmm. So I dove into it and it was deep study on theory of organizational change and models of organizational change. And then really deep theory, deep, deep studies on, on leadership and leadership theory. And I had no idea there was actual like theory associated with just leadership. I thought leadership mm-hmm. was leadership, but mm-hmm. um, when I started to pull back the onion on what leadership really was and organizational change really was, I started to see a trend that, okay, there's a playbook here. And this is about 2020 timeframe. And uh, I had started a company in 2019, uh, Titanium Leadership in 2019, and where I coach with uh, senior executive teams, executive teams, leaders, entrepreneurs on how to lead successfully and to lead holistically in a a holistically healthy way. Mm. So as I started to dive into all of this theory, I was like, there's a book in here somewhere. And then the pandemic hit and it was just this, we had the, the industries were just, just floored with having to go home, yeah. having to lead teams from a computer screen, from email, from a phone where they were once fully in person. Mm. So I started putting the book together, hybrid, um, mm-hmm. Ashutosh, you, you mentioned, yeah. um, I started putting the book together and it just started to pour out these, the, the, these leadership theories and these organizational change theories are fully translatable to hybrid and remote work, but they weren't before. So what the book does is it gives leaders really tangible tools on how to lead hybrid 
on-site and remote teams. Mm. So the it's it's it, and it's been super helpful in my coaching and people really really like the, the questions that come out of it have been amazing. amazing. Um, I live out in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Uh, that's where I base out of. It's beautiful here. I have three amazing kids. They're six, eight, and ten. And my amazing wife, um, she lives out here with me too. And that's so that's a little bit about me and, and kind of the journey Fantastic. I've been. Thank you for sharing. And we will talk about your book. But let's first talk about Excellent. titanium leadership coaching and consulting. Um, let me start by asking you that as a Marine Corps veteran, what have some of the leadership qualities of from the Marines uh, taught you that you have brought to your clients uh, in the corporate sector? Absolutely. So there's been a lot of things that I've that I've taken from the Marine Corps and I bring into my coaching and consulting. And there's a lot of things that I have to leave out. Correct. So some of the <laughs> you can't yell at people. They just don't they don't they don't take it very well. <laughs> yes. I learned that early on. Yes. But um, what I what I what I have brought to, to the to the table is this. There's a sense of urgency that has to happen, whether that's in whether that's in business, whether that's in your life, whether that's in anything that you do, you have to have a sense of urgency to be able to get things done. And John Cotter talks about that, uh, the sense of creating a sense of urgency. Um, but in the Marine Corps, we really took that to heart. Like we have to, there's missions that, missions that need to be done. We have to accomplish them. And this is how we're supposed to do it. So taking that creation of this is what my clear mission is. So when I talk to leaders, like, what is your mission? I need a vision and I need a mission. What are you aiming after? So the very first conversations I have are strictly about that. Like, what are we trying to accomplish? Hmm. You have a bunch of arrows and you're shooting them off, but where's the target? What are you mm -hmm. aiming for? So, and then we kind of unpack from there. And it's, this isn't about the, uh, this isn't about, you know, burning yourself out. This isn't about pushing and going as hard as you can until the job is done. Mm -hmm. This is about taking a look at holistic leadership, taking a look at what healthy leadership looks like. This is about going all in on your health. It's about going all in on your mental health. It's about going all in on your, your, your spiritual health, your emotional health, all the mm -hmm. things that make a holistically healthy leader. Mm -hmm. That's what we go all in on. It's not mm -hmm. just about the, the business outcome or the finances. Mm -hmm. It's about creating a holistically healthy leader. And I saw in the Marine Corps, holistically healthy leaders, they brought other people up with them instead of stepping over them. Right. So when I talk to executive coaches, it's about, okay, how's your team doing? Are we going full in on, on developing your team? Are you going full in on learning yourself, and making yourself the best leader you can be? Are you going full in on rest? Are you resting well? Because if you don't rest well, your people aren't going to rest well. That's just the way leadership works. They say we have a uh, a thing in in transformational leadership called idealized influence, and it's all about the leader is a leader because other people follow, and it is, and, and your people are looking at you. It's just like my my kids. I have three boys. They're looking at me, and they're 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 repeating what I'm saying, and they're doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes to my detriment, mm -hmm. but it's uh, it, it, but it's, it's 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 the same kind of concept for a leader that you have to you have to act in a way that that you want other people to act around you. Mm -hmm. Well said, thank you. That was a great response. My next question to you is that, given your own background and your uh, understanding of leadership, what do you believe are some of the key qualities of a successful leader? Wow. There are so many key qualities of, of, of a successful leader. I'm, I would like a, a successful leader, first and foremost, individually considers their people. So they have the bravery and the courage to understand that it's a team effort, that without our team, mm. we are leaders of no one. 
So one of the characteristics of a, of a successful and healthy leader are is that mm -hmm. they understand that, that they are humble enough to be able to say, hey, this is a, this is my team. How do we make, how do we, if, how do we as a team get better? Because if I'm just getting better as a leader mm. and I'm it's just leading in a vacuum, we, we, we're not going to accomplish much of anything. So one is the courage to be able to courage and humility to be able to know your team and mm. use your team. Mm. Two, some of the characteristics are, are uh, emotional intelligence. That's one of the biggest ones, a very a high level of EQ and emotional intelligence and understanding how how other people's emotions impact a, a situation and how your emotions impact a situation mm. and unpacking that and take, being able to take a step back and saying, okay, here's what I'm feeling. Is this, is this going to solve the problem? Mm. How are my people feeling? So having a really high level of EQ um, mm. is, is, is really important for a leader. Mm. Um, and also having that, that we, I brought this from the Marine Corps, that, that stick to itiveness. Uh, I don't know if that's a real word, mm. but I'm going to, mm. I've, I've heard yeah. it and I'm, I I'm really going to re reuse it here mm. is that, you know, leadership is extremely hard mm. leading people through crisis, through, through success through failure is very, very difficult. Mm. So a resilience, I would say, uh, is, is one of the best leadership characteristics that you can have because you're going to mm. use that day in and day out. I have a framework that I talk about when I go and talk to, to groups. I talked to uh, last week on this. It's the GRIT framework. So mm -hmm. I broke GRIT like any GRIT and like any good military guy, I yep. broke it into an acronym. So we have G, GRACE. Mm. You have to have grace for yourself and for your people as a leader. Right. So that is allowing them to fail. That is building yourself up. Our resilience, we already talked about resilience. Mm -hmm. The I is integrity. Without integrity, you do not, you, you don't, you can't lead anyone. You can't mm -hmm. lead yourself. You have to have integrity. You have to be the same person in the boardroom that you are outside of the boardroom. Mm -hmm. And then T, trust. You have to be able to cultivate and build a culture of trust within the workplace mm. that people are going to feel that where, where your people feel comfortable bringing problems to you. They feel comfortable speaking to you about what's going on in their lives, what's going on in their professional worlds. So those four things that the, the grace, resilience, integrity, trust are kind of the, the they hold the holistic embodiment of a really healthy and successful leader. Well said. And, you know, uh, Travis, one of the things I've been speaking to many leaders and most of them have said that the pandemic was one of the most difficult times of their leadership journey. You know, they had to lead in uncertainty. They had to keep their flock together and they had to deliver results. Based on your own understanding of leadership, what are some of the biggest challenges leaders face in today's business environment? Wow. There are so many, and I think the pandemic just kind of unlocked this box Correct. of of different different issues and topics yep. that <clears throat> really had nothing to do with hybrid or remote work. It was just it seemed like it was boiling under the surface. And what the mm. pandemic does it did it kind of released these things into the ether. Mm. Uh, one is is the hybrid and remote work environment. It's it's mm. it's leaders have to take their leadership style and adapt it to be able to lead over a computer screen for most of the week and mm -hmm. create schedules and to be able to kind of recreate that in-person culture mm -hmm. uh, in a remote or hybrid work environment. And that has been incredibly difficult for some leaders to be able to, to cope with. Mm -hmm. um, the One of the biggest challenges and I, that I've heard some of the leaders that I've been consulting and coaching with say is just like there's this generational difference. Mm -hmm. There's the there's a millennial difference. There's a Gen Z difference. There's the 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 different different generational people in the workforce mm -hmm. are bringing different ideas and different Correct. things, and they're and some of them are a little bit more radical than others. And it's hard to be like we have a lot of 
individuals coming into the workforce who want to work remotely. They want to be able to work wherever they want. Mm. They want a lot of things. And then you have the, the kind of the older generation where they're there, they want people back to work. And this is not just, this is not complete. This is a spectrum. This is the, there's, there's many different ways that people, mm. that, that, that people take this generational thing, but there's generational conflict in the workplace that, that is becoming a problem. Mm. People are leaving the great resignation. We have quiet quitting all of those buzz terms that we've, that we've yep. heard in the last couple of mm. years that are true and uh, they're what what the underlying cause is is just people are are they have different ideas of work and what they want so mm-hmm. that is another thing that we're navigating is, is within within companies is how do we take as a senior executive maybe you are maybe you're a gen x maybe you're in the gen, gen x you're in the the baby boomer generation or you're in the older generation and you 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 are embracing this new work world so what I do is I help them to be like, okay, here's here's some of the amazing things that are coming into the workforce. Here's mm-hmm. some of the great things about hybrid work. Here's some challenges of hybrid work, but here's how you work through them. Mm-hmm. So, and then on the other side, we talk with some of the people, some of the the individuals entering the workforce, and be like, okay, this is this is what mission accomplishment looks like. This is how I did this in the Marine Corps. This, mm-hmm. is, this is you have to have a certain passion for what you do and a certain and a certain uh, incentive, uh, with it, like intrinsic or extrinsic, mm-hmm. uh, to be able to do what you do. Mm-hmm. So, how do we match those up? How do we build a bridge to be able to open communication in these in these these tense spots mm. and generationally work together because it's the future is is changing and it's changing i feel a lot more quickly than it used to mm. and workplaces are adapting and they're becoming different and mm. it's just all about how do we find that middle ground so that's mm. that's been one of the biggest challenges that fascinating. i've seen fascinating thank you my next question is uh, and then you spoke about the millennials and the gen z leaders and i i'm from the boomers generation uh, and I do believe that the younger leaders who are now coming into positions of authority are actually bringing in a breath of fresh air into most organizations. My question to you, uh, Travis, is that based on your work, what are some of the areas you think these young leaders need to be coached in? Wow. That's a good one. That is a great question. Uh, me, I'm, I'm kind of on the older millennial side okay. and I'm 40. Which is, it's like, this is, we are entering into these executive positions. Absolutely. Um, And we are highly digital. We're highly tech savvy. Uh, And so what we need to, I think what what I've seen in some of of the younger generations, we need to be able to stand firm on how we lead people. Mm -hmm. We can lead, we can, we can drive towards success. We can do, we can, we can jump from, we, we tend to jump from company to company and leadership position to leadership position. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think is most is, and, and that's a good thing that don't get me wrong, especially in the tech world, you need, I think you need a little bit of diversity in your background mm-hmm. to be able to lead in different spaces. You bring in different perspective. Um, but I think that we need to, as we enter into this workforce, we need to, and I say we, because I'm, I feel like I am in that. Oh, I, need to, I need to learn this. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I need to learn this. So mm-hmm. as I step into a position of leadership, Instead of going full bore on what the mission is, and on this kind of goes counter counter to what I said earlier, but it, it's about this is about going all in on on doing this process as well. Mm-hmm. Before we go full bore on achievement and diving into what change needs to look like, we need to sit back, mm-hmm. take a breath, and take a look at the team around us, get perspectives of those around us. Mm-hmm have conversations based on those perspective. Mm-hmm. I think we need to be able to have good conversation. And I believe that's, that's, that's slowly fading to be able to have a, a, a debates about things, healthy debates about things, to be able mm-hmm. to take in other people's viewpoints, 
I think that has become kind of a lost art uh, in in my generation and and, and in the younger generation. Mm. So I think if we were able to step into those spaces as leaders and really come to the table with, okay, what is everybody thinking? Here's a problem. How would we solve it? And when I I talk about in my book, like some of the things that we can do in a hybrid world, Mm. when leaders come in to to the workplace, if if a leader's leading a hybrid team and say that the organization or their team is coming in two days a week and they're gone for the rest of the time. They're just coming in two days a week or even one day a week. Mm. So what I've encouraged people to do, and this is pretty countercultural and counter, 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 like I, I have to fight against this myself in my own bones. When people are in the office, try to make it as little about work as you can. Mm. build your team, uh, come in, have some fun, create a problem, innovate, bring in a speaker, right. make these things interactive. So it's more, so your team is, is becoming cohesive. Mm. And when you, when they go back to their computer screens, there's just that different, that's how you build cultures of trust. Mm. We need to start talking to people. And the only way to build cultures of trust is to start talking and to start having conversations and really building that up. So if I could say one thing to the, to the new generations of leaders coming in, new generation of leaders coming in Hmm. um, that are, that are me and that are younger than me, it's let's have a, just start having, start by having conversations, start Hmm. by having face-to-face conversations. Don't start by figuring out your 10 step plan for the next year that you're Hmm. going to achieve. Hmm. Talk to your team, work with them, figure out a way forward together. Hmm. Well said. Thank you. So, Travis, let's talk about your book now, uh, Hybrid, A Guide to Successfully Leading On-Site and Remote Teams. And before I ask you about the book, I'll ask all our viewers and listeners to go and check out Dr. Travis Hearn's book. Uh, I'll go and check it out myself. So tell me a little bit about your book and what was your hypothesis when you decided to write it? Wow. So the book... Uh, again, I was diving into all of this leadership theory when I was going through my doctoral work mm-hmm. and this organizational change theory. And I was like, this is amazing. I can use this in everyday life. And then the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And then I was struggling as a leader. I was leading a team at the time. Mm-hmm. And my team, there was so much fear wrapped up in the pandemic and the unknown mm-hmm. in what was going to happen to my job, what was going to happen to the mission. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked earlier about we leaders were having a really hard time accomplishing a mission, keeping their teams together and, and really creating a culture of trust over a mm. computer screen. And that, that was once in person. Mm. So what I did with the book is I took the leadership theory and the organizational change theory, and I just tried to translate it to mm. how this could work mm. in hybrid and remote work environments. And I tell it through story. Um, it's funny. The whole, the whole thing follows, follows the story of, of, of Tracy, which is my mm. wife's name <laughs> and it follows her leadership journey from, yeah. from intern all the way to CIO. Mm. And it really dives into how you treat people. And so it, it, what it does is it gives a blueprint and a framework from which to work, mm-hmm. uh, from which to lead hybrid and remote teams. And it's, like I said, it's not just for the hybrid and remote work world. It's for the, if it's for onsite teams as well, if you're leading mm. an onsite team, this is for you as well. Cause it's going to tell right. you about these leadership theories that have been tried and true leadership theories. Mm. Um, we go into like Cotter's eight steps, transformational leadership theory, power and influence theory. How do you use power and influence well as a leader? And mm. how do you, how do you, how do you balance the two? And in a hybrid work world that looks completely different, you're not, you, 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 it's just, you're not in person. You're not, you're not socializing with people. You're not exuding that power and influence in person. Mm. So how do you do that in a, in a healthy way in the, in the hybrid and remote work world? Um, so I published it and, uh, it's going to be a year in October. It'll be a year. It's been out, uh, for a year in October. 
Wow. And people have loved the, what they've loved about it is the story and how relatable it is. It's not, mm -hmm. it's, 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 you can, you can dive into it and pick it up and put it down and be like, okay, I, I think I can figure this out now. Mm. Here's some tools. There's, there's transformational tips that are after each chapter that, that you can dive into and write down your own notes, your own ideas, mm. put it into your, your own work, your own, your own words and your own work life. Mm. And I just, the process was, was truly just, it was, a, it was a, an amazing one. The book was easy to write because these were problems that leaders were having. Okay. And I was literally taking the problems that leaders were having at the time and answering them as best as I could using organizational change and leadership theory. Uh, mm -hmm. And I put them into a, a, a little book that I've been able to, to, to launch out and uh, to give to leaders. Yeah. Fantastic. The other question that I wanted to ask you also and is that, you know, when I was growing up, leadership was a lot of leadership was through management by walking around or at the coffee machine or at the water cooler or whatever. Now with hybrid working, what are your thoughts on how can leaders lead hybrid teams, not just in one city, but across the whole world? Yeah, this has been, this is, this is another thing. One thing it's so two kind of a, this is twofold. Hmm. One, this has opened up the aperture for some of these organizations to be able to hire from around the world, from around the country, hmm. where some organizations were siloed or they were specific to one specific uh, geographic area. Now hmm. they can expand to the whole U.S. Hmm. Or the whole world. So one of the things that I tell leaders is like, this is a huge opportunity for you to grow your business. Mm. So that's one. But two, how are you going to lead people from a computer screen that are uh, in India versus in Colorado and in Colorado? How do we do that? Well, yep. um, so what some of the things that I've asked leaders to do, I was like, if you can for any, and these are very tangible things that leaders can do to help recreate that water cooler feeling where I think that's, that's the key. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to make people feel comfortable and recreate that feeling that mm -hmm. they're in the boardroom. They're, they're, they're talking, they're just talking to each other about nothing and everything about 10 minutes before the meeting. And then at the end, there's a couple of people hanging out. So you have to recreate those things. Mm -hmm. So one is in meetings, uh, cameras, if you can, for all extent you can keep your cameras on. Mm. That is just something that is, it's something that is very, very tangible to being able to recreate that in-person interaction. If I have my camera off, you don't know if I'm paying attention. You don't know if I'm reading a book. You don't know if I'm in the room. Yeah. So as leaders incorporate some of these things with teams that are across the world, mm. just try to have people's cameras on, make it a policy. If you can, if, 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 if HR will allow it, and just say, hey, we have to have our cameras on. Correct. I don't care as a leader. And as a leader, you have to not care if if mm -hmm. Johnny, his hair is crazy and like he's just woke up and he's getting ready to start his shift because mm -hmm. he's in an eight hour time difference from you. Mm -hmm. Like this is a this is something that like, hey, we, we just want to I want to see your face. I want to see your background. I want to see I can tell a lot from people's facial expressions. Mm -hmm. um, so and then two, we've gotten into this. The, the pandemic has been great because productivity has increased, but we've gotten mm. into this habit of back to back to back to back Correct. to back meetings Correct. where my, my 12 o'clock meeting runs into my one o'clock meeting. And there's 20 seconds I have between logging off of my 12 o'clock and logging onto my one yeah. o'clock meeting. And then it just goes throughout the day. And the next thing I know, I look up and I have to stretch my back and like, I look at my watch and I've taken a hundred steps and I haven't gotten up. I haven't eaten lunch. And I've just blown through my day because I've mm. been scheduling meetings back yeah. to back to back. Yeah. So for leaders, take a look at your schedules and take a look at your meeting material, your agendas, 
and see if those can be done mm-hmm. one in a quicker manner. You don't need to use the whole hour, even though you schedule yeah. the hour, you don't need to use the whole hour Two, if it doesn't need to be a meeting for a meeting, a lot of times we have meetings for other meetings and you can have this conversation via Google doc, or you can ha- have it honestly via an email. Mm-hmm. If that is a possibility, see if you can do that and figure out a process by which mm-hmm. you do that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, it, it helps free people up three this is a big one that I've incorporated in my leadership law. Cause I, I do, I work remotely. I lead teams remotely. I, I lead it's I, I coach remotely a lot of the times. Um, and if I have meetings that I can actually get up out of my desk and I'll throw my AirPods in and I can get outside and walk around if, unless it's snowing two feet and then I'll mm-hmm. go to the treadmill or something. Mm-hmm. But if I can get up out of my desk and walk around and just to move my body, get some kind of blood flow going, mm-hmm. get some vitamin D if I can, that psychologically, there's so many studies out there about yeah. the, the, about the, 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 the positive effect on what that does to your body throughout the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be running 10 miles. You don't need to run 10 miles on your lunch break. You can go, you could do some stretching in the garage. You could do some stretching where you are, uh, breathing exercises. So incorporating some of those, those mindfulness tips Mm -hmm. into leadership have been huge for me. And for some of the other leaders that decreases Mm -hmm. stress, it increases their, their ability to, to produce throughout the day. So Mm -hmm. some of those are just some tangible tips and tricks that as if you're leading hybrid teams Mm -hmm. that you can do to make your, your days better, to make your teams better. And last thing is encourage your team to do the same. Mm -hmm. You have to encourage your team to get up, to stretch, to go out, to take PTO, because like I said, if you were as a leader, if you were not doing those things, your team will not do those things, mm-hmm. especially as PTO and the rest. If you're not resting well, if you're not giving yourself time, your team won't do won't, won't do that either. Right. So lead from the front, take care of yourself, especially in hybrid, when you get hybrid remote work worlds where it can just get lost on you. Time just goes, you're in this little office and your corner of your house and or you're in the corner of your house, just time gets lost. Absolutely. So make sure you're paying attention to that. Well said, well said. And on that note, uh, Travis, we've come to the end of our conversation, but thank you so much for talking to me about your journey. Thank you for talking to me about so many different aspects of leadership. I loved grit and the four words that it stands for. Thank you also for talking to me about leadership and some of the challenges leaders face. Thank you for speaking to me about your book, uh, A Guide to Successfully Leading on On-Site and Remote Teams. Um, I think I learned a lot of new things about how the younger generation leads today, but you were also kind enough to talk about some of the areas where the younger generation may need some additional inputs. Thank you for speaking to me and good luck to you. Thank you, Ashutosh. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website, www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.